The upstate of South Carolina is filled with many individuals, businesses, and organizations that are collectively helping to shape the upstate as a leading place to live, learn, do business, and raise a family. My name is Dean Hebel, and I'm the Executive Director of Ten at the Top, a regional nonprofit organization with the mission of fostering collaboration and partnership around issues that impact economic vitality and quality of life. Thanks for joining me for Upstate Gems, our podcast where I chat with upstate influencers to learn about their journey and how they are making a difference in the upstate. I am delighted to welcome for this session, Roy Costner, a member of the Pickens County Council, currently serving in the role of vice chairman after previously serving as council chairman. So Roy, welcome to Upstate Gems. Thank you. I appreciate you taking the time to and, and, and inviting me on. Well, I want to start, Roy, with um, kind of your journey. You know, when, when we have elected officials on, you know, it's always interesting to hear how they got from, you know, their role as a business leader. You do work uh, for Spectrum, so you have a career outside of being a, a county council member, but how they, you know, were, were motivated uh, over their careers, not just over, you know, a year or two, to you know, become a, a public servant and to run for an elected role. So, talk a little bit about your career journey and how you got to you know decide that you wanted to be um, an elected official and run for county council. Okay. Well, um, so it, it's interesting. My throughout my entire career, and even when I started as a kid, I've always been uh, service oriented. I was Boy Scout, got my guiding country eagle. Um, and, and then in, in college, I was a part of the Alpha Phi Omega service fraternity. Didn't want to join a fraternity, but found that one. And I was like, you know, that one's a pretty cool one because it's still service oriented. So I've always had that mindset. Never in my wildest dreams even thought about running for political office. I, I got my degree in computer science from Clemson University and uh, started the first company of its kind in the state of South Carolina called Key Animation. We did broadcast quality, 3D computer animation, graphics, and sound all in one location. So this is, this is how old I am. About, about during the, the days of Toy Story, when that, that movie came out, we were doing that kind of animation. I wasn't that great with the artwork on it, but I was really good at the marketing and the sales. And so that's what led me to talk to lots of agencies. We did a lot of animation for uh, everybody from Coca-Cola and Powerade to, if you'll remember the days of Jackrabbit photo and things like that back then. Um, we wound up selling that company to a local uh, broadcast TV here in Greenville. And um, then I began my career in, in radio. I was uh, 10 years in radio, started out on the, um, the broadcast side with uh, Love and Hudson and promotions director, had my own show called WGVL's Treasure Hunt, um, which was, very cool. Got to got to interview a lot of interesting people. It's kind of like Tradio, but I turned it into more of, uh, you know, what can I do that um, that will um, keep people's attention? You know, so I, but I got to interview a lot of cool people doing that. Um, Buffalo Bob was one of those people who I got interviewed before he passed away from the How Do You Do You Show. Uh, so because he moved to Asheville and I got his number. Um, but anyway, uh, so didn't take long. I figured that uh, you know the guys in sales were making a lot more money, and here I am uh, doing little uh, interviews on the radio. So I got into sales, uh, worked my way up to um, 
uh, sales manager and general sales manager. And then uh, 18 years ago, made the switch over to Spectrum and Charter and have since then moved up in the ranks and now I manage your business development. So I work with teams across the country on um, how to have marketing conversations with our clients rather than just sell them something. Let's find out what the people are wanting to do with their business. And I talk to them about, uh, and I work with the, and I work with local client or local clients on a, on a bigger, bigger scale. Uh, so that's on the business side. During that time, I, I, I did an event because um, I was very, um, very much I love my community. I live in the, the city of Liberty, South Carolina, 3000 people. And uh, during that time, I had uh, decided, I, you know, is there no one does anything to bring anybody here? And I have a big love for music. I'm involved with my church, um, with uh, music and um, had always, always done something with music some way, shape or form. And uh, we um, created an event called Liberty Idol. And at Liberty Idol, there, keep in mind, there was only 3,000 people who live in the city of Liberty. Uh, we had 3,000 people show up every week. And this thing lasted. Um, it was a 13-week uh, run. It wound up, we wound up putting it on TV. Uh, it did real well in um, the um, video on demand in Alabama, strangely enough. But, uh, but uh, it was during that time people said, you know, you really do have a care about the community because you're really not making any money doing this. Why don't you run for something? <laughs> and I was like, well, I don't know what this means. And a group of people talked me into running for county council. And then when I won, I realized I was going to have to go through a doctoral study on Robert's rules and parliamentary procedure. And, oh, my goodness, how does all of this work? So that's kind of been my journey to get there. Well, it, it's quite interesting in, in meeting uh, Buffalo Bob. That's pretty cool. Or talking to that's him and, cool. and uh, I'm sure others. And, and uh, you know, it's, it's probably interesting. I'm sure there's a lot of talent among the 3,000 in Liberty. So uh, I bet yeah. the, uh, Liberty Idol was, was quite interesting. Um, so you became a county council member, what, six, seven years ago now. and Pickens County historically had had, I, I would say, struggles in terms of recognizing what its role was uh, as part of the upstate region. You know, you had folks who wanted the, to maintain kind of the small town, small community, small county feel, but yet at the same time, you're having economic pressures with uh, you know, Greenville and Anderson and everything, you know, happening along the way, although you don't technically touch uh, I-85, y'all are very close to it. Um, what was it like as you're coming into council to recognize and engage people to say, hey, you know, if we're not part of the conversation, they're going to make the choices for us of what we become so we need to be part of that conversation. I know you and those that came on with you were very clear from the beginning that you wanted to be part of the, the discussion in the upstate. You're on the top board. You're involved with the upstate alliance. Um, you know, what was that like when you first came on to convince people that it is okay to be part of a conversation bigger than about our own community? So that's a, a great question because that's really that's really why I got so involved was because so many people were telling me that you know um, Pickens County's 
philosophy has been we want to keep it the way we we like it we we love living here we don't want anything to change everybody's always afraid of change uh, but yet we see change coming and there's nothing anything nothing we can do to to stop that or so it seemed and um there were um it, it was it was interesting in that when we came on board and we completely turned over council so there was four new people on a six-person council and our mindset was Let's just open up the conversation. Let's start talking to people because the solution can't be let's bury our head in the sand and let's hope nobody notices this is a great place to live. Uh, so we started talking. We started talking to municipalities. We started talking to folks like 10 at the top. Um, and we just opened up those lines of communication and, and people were, wow, okay, so you guys really do care about what's going on. We, we recognize, and we still are, we're still working on, uh, like right now we're currently working on our Unified Development Standard Ordinances, uh, only because Pickens County doesn't have any zoning, yet we're growing at a rate of over 20%, where we've got so many people moving in. If we don't do something to, um, I guess, uh, not control, but we're going we're gonna, to, we just can't let sprawl happen. We just can't let it happen as it wants to happen. We've got to at least have some some uh, guide rails in place to make sure that that we do maintain the integrity of what we love so much about the county, yet we are allowing for the growth that we all prosper from. Um, but that was our biggest thing was just opening up the lines of communication and then realizing, okay, we can work together. Um, we don't have to become Greenville. We don't have to become Spartanburg or Abbeville or anywhere else. We can still have our... Uh, our vision of what we want to be in Pickens County, yet together we're stronger because we can learn so much from the other counties. We can learn so much from the other businesses, the way they've done things, where they where they've made mistakes, and how we, or where they've done it right, and how we can replicate that. And also, they can learn from you because there have been a lot of positives and successes happening in Pickens County. So I think that you know really. Uh, is is part of that sharing and being part of a community or part of a region. And, and I do think there often is a misconception that people from the outside want to come in and, you know, make decisions for you instead of, you know, helping you to understand what's going on so you can make your own best decisions as a community. Right. I agree 100%. Um, that, that, is, that is something that is... Um, uh, something I guess that we've kept at the forefront, um, the, the majority of council feels the same way even now. I mean, this has changed over a good bit uh, this past time. Uh, and we still have at, uh, we still believe this is what's important. How do we, how, how do we learn from others? And like you say, hopefully we can be the ones that pave the way for the rest, the rest of the state and the country too. So let's talk about a couple things that are, are specifically important uh, there in Pickens County. Um, Y'all have so much natural beauty, natural resources in the community. Uh, how uh, are you all making sure that you're maximizing the opportunities for people to enjoy those resources and the beauty, but not to, um, you know, damage it to where it's not available for people in future generations? So um, lots of different ways. Um, one of the first things that we did when we came on board was 
took a ride out to see um, you know, Mile Creek Landing and, and the plans that were out there. And we're very disappointed, not only at the, the litter, um, at the, um, just didn't look like a cool place to go visit unless you come up from the boats and, and you use the ramps. And so we, that was one of the first places we started with, uh, we put in cabins up at Mile Creek. We, we um, redid the entire area so that people could come and enjoy. And now it, it turned from, um, and, and it, this wasn't the most important thing, but it, it turned from a, a, um, a place in the county that was just taking a lot of money. I mean, in other words, it was costing the county a lot to run that, that whole facility up there, even though it's a partnership with Duke Energy. Uh, it turned into a profit center so that it helped offset some of the taxes or so that we could begin to do things to improve and continue to make it better without having to dip into the general fund or to, to worry about raising taxes. So that was the first thing we did. Then we, then we instigated a um, countywide litter campaign, uh, team up and clean up. We, uh, we also uh, put in place five on Friday. Basically the premise is if every person picked up five pieces of trash on Friday, if there are 130,000 people who live in the county, we pick up over half a million pieces of trash every week. Um, and uh, that kind of really took off. We did a uh, we did a couple of days where our uh, entire there's 700 people that work for the county, and uh, they all participated in a cleanup of, of Pickens County. And in one weekend, we picked up more tons of trash than Greenville did in uh, in any time they've ever done. It was like it was close to 22 tons of trash in a weekend just from a concerted effort. And now we're continuing that with, um, we, we've got uh, litter control officers, they're in place, but they're, they're really in place for um, education uh, as much as enforcement. Um, we're, we work really strong with Palmetto Pride um, to help uh, come up with any way that we can to, to mitigate all that, the litter problem we had. And then of course, the pandemic didn't help because all of a sudden everybody decided they couldn't go do anything. So litter began to pile up. Uh, we also put in place a, a program using ARPA funding where we, uh, we, we got uh, other 501c3s like the Boy Scouts or Sunday school groups or whoever. And we said, you know what? We're going to take the money that the government has given us, $250 a mile. You guys go clean up a mile and you can use it as your own fundraiser for the, for the Boy Scout for your next, your next trip or for wh whatever that you're, you're wanting to do. And we've cleaned up several miles of, uh, of road that way. The other thing that we did on a much bigger scale is, you know, Highway 11 is one of those places that was put in as kind of a, almost like it was a bypass, but it was a scenic bypass. So they designated it as a scenic highway. And we began to look at what's happening along in Highway 11 and other counties and saw that there was a lot of growth that was happening because they didn't have any, any guidelines in place. So we created um, a, a historic overlay. We worked with Appalachian Council of Governments. We did a good gracious. It was. It took us almost 13 months to put this in place because a lot of people, again, they're fearful. They're fearful that oh, you're going to you're trying to do something where you're encouraging growth, and we're going no. There's 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 nothing preventing any growth. We want to put some stop gaps in place to say there's not going to be any industrial development up here. The only commercial development that's going to happen is going to be conducive to what the area likes, whether it's a uh, apple stand on the roadside or a corn maze that, that somebody puts in. So it stays in, the, in with the character to preserve the, the highway. Um, so that, that took, a, like I said, it took 13 months, but we finally got that passed. 
And now I believe that our unified development standards ordinance that we're working on that are going to deal with every issue from tiny homes to um, what do you do when a company comes in and says, I'm going to put uh, you know, 500 homes in uh, 200 acres and, and we're not doing any study on, on infrastructure, what that's going to do to the roads or what that's going to do to traffic. Um, so we're, gonna, we're putting some of those pieces in place to help control the growth in, in the right way. Great. And, and I think that's um, a real um, trick uh, to understanding about a kind of the, the way to deal with, with uh, population growth, because you know it's coming, you know it's happening uh, in your community, is um, that you know, zoning or ordinances or whatever it is serves um, not as a, a way to, to keep people who uh, own their land from being able to use it in a way that they want to use it, but ensures that there is kind of a, a common uh, um, ability to make decisions about land so that there isn't that complete change of, of uh, things from, from one type of use to a, another, you know, in a drastic way, just simply because someone bought a piece of property. So, you know, I think people, right. you know, uh, have that fear about, um, you know, well, you're going to tell me what to do. But the thing is, if there's no rules, then not only are, you know, we're not going to tell you what to do, but we're not going to be able to tell the person who wants to come in and put in, you know, something totally out of character in right next to you. So right. you want some protection or you could be a victim of the um, freedoms that you uh, think are, are so important. So it is such a balance and it sounds like you guys are, you know, educating folks to understand that, um, that it is not about being, you know, um, uh, uh, you know, negative to, you know, uh, keep people from doing you know, from utilizing their land, but protecting to make sure that, that you know, there is some guidance there. Absolutely. And, and if you think about this too, <clears throat> we're, we're trying to make decisions that affect us 40, 50 years from now. We're not trying to look at, well, what does this do for next week? I mean, that's important too. We do need to pick up the trash and we need to, do need to do, is, <clears throat> excuse me, what we can to um, protect what we have. But we also have to think about what does it look like 50 years from now? When I'm not here anymore, is Highway 11 going to look the same? Is it going to feel the same? Can people go find jumping off rock and, and experience the same thing that I did when I first went there and saw, man, this thing's spectacular. I feel like I've gone into a whole different country because the beauty is just, just phenomenal. And the other thing that I keep hearing, and this is from Clemson University and some of the folks up there, you know, we live in an area where our water is the cleanest in all of North America because of the, the environment, the ecosystem that we have here. And we want to protect and preserve that. I mean, because control the water, control the world. Right. And, you know, the reality is, you know, and back to your point at the very beginning of, you know, people wanting to put their head in the sand, doing nothing is a choice. And doing nothing doesn't guarantee nothing's going to happen. It just guarantees that you don't play a role in what ends up happening. Right. That's exactly right. 
So Roy, how about jumping into some uh, rapid fire questions? I'll try. I don't know how rapid I am, but we'll see. <laughs> well, short answer and, um, you know, for each one, first thing, top of mind. So let's start. Uh, what is something you've learned and still use today from a mentor or past colleague? Um, it is the, you know, the, the art of the art of listening. It is, you know, there's a bit of patience in there, but listening is so important rather than trying to, to figure out what you're going to say, really hear the person you're talking to. Great. What is one observation or lesson that you would share with a mentee? Um, an observation or lesson that I would share with a mentee. It to, you know, it, it, in, in, and I guess you're talking about this in the realm of, of politics or in what, what I do. I mean, it is, it is truly, I mean, it still goes back to listening to what they want to accomplish rather than, okay, so I, I guess I put it this way, rather than jump to an idea and go, oh, we need to do something about Highway 11. Well, we need to put a moratorium on it and do what, I would say, look, look at what the, what do, what do you want to accomplish? Identify the facts around what you want to accomplish then what are the specific objectives that have to do with those facts Then prioritize those and then come up with ideas too quickly. We go straight from, I have a vague wish to, uh, I've got some great ideas. And if, if we just take a step back and go, what, are, what, what is the vague wish? What are the facts around that? What are the objectives that are a part of that prioritize that? Then we can decide what to work on. Perfect. Who is someone in your network who you can count on to be a good partner for collaborating and forming community partnerships? Dean, Dean, Dean is the guy. <laughs> Thank well, you. No, and, I, mean, I would say ten, anybody from Tenant Top, the board of directors there, um, you know, I, I, I really do uh, rely a lot on um, our county administrator. Uh, Chris Bowers, who's our chairman right now. These are my, uh, those are kind of my go-to people on, uh, I need your help. Well, and I would say, uh, Ken Roper, your county administrator has been uh, very open uh, to being engaged and is definitely a good contributor. And you've been a good uh, uh, contributor as part of being on, on the tenant to top board. And it is about all working together for sure. Okay. so. Not only if you were in charge of the county, but if you were emperor for a day, so you're the emperor, what is one thing about your job or sector or community that you would change? If I were emperor for a day, um, the change the speed of government. I mean, if, if I could have a wave a magic wand and, um, uh, or, or maybe not necessarily speed of government. It is the uh, a, a way to communicate more efficiently with um, constituents, with people, so that they understand fully what's happening. I find myself. I'm talk, I know I'm talking too long, but I find myself defending things that I never said, never voted for, never even wanted, and people make assumptions based on not enough information. Okay. What is one thing you want to make sure that you accomplish before your career is over? Well, I'm going to sneeze and turn to dust. That's when my career is over. Um, 
you know, with the, with the county, I mean, there are things right now like uh, Highway 183 is so dangerous. And that's one of the things that we started six, seven years ago. That's one of the things I hope that we can accomplish to, to um, widen that. Um, but with, with it personally, it is to be a good, um, continue to be a good dad, granddad, um, uh, to do more with my church, um, to, um, you know, I, I've just got involved with the uh, um, South Carolina Entertainment Music Hall of Fame to help take that to new levels. So there's lots, I mean, I always have projects that can go. <laughs> All right, and the last one, and, and for anyone who knows you, knows you are high energy, um, but we always hear people talk about what keeps them up at night, but I want to know what gets you up in the morning. So what gets me up in the morning is it is the high off of helping somebody else accomplish something. So with my job, I get to work with companies and I get to help them get a return on their investment with the county. I get to make my voice known and we, we make changes. It's, it's that, it's that high off of look at how we help somebody else. And I think that if, if more people took, and, and I'm not saying I'm perfect, I'm so far from perfect, but if more people took the attitude of what can I do today that is going to make somebody else's life easier um, even if it's just as simple as uh, it's a line of traffic and you're letting the guy in, <laughs> you know, if more people would take the time to be kind, um, I, I imagine what a place this would be. Awesome. With no better way to end than end on the idea of kindness. So, Roy, you know, thank you so much for joining us for this edition of Upstate Gems. And thank you for for all you do to serve uh of Pickens County and the upstate region. Thank you so much, Dean. I really appreciate the opportunity to be here. And also thank you uh, uh, for joining us uh, to our audience for this edition of Upstate Gems. If you enjoyed the podcast, be sure and like us on your podcast app and tell your friends. You can also check out the 10 at the Top podcast channel for new episodes of Upstate Gems and our other 10 at the Top podcasts.